I'm Alexi Boyd, local business owner and host of Small Biz Matters. Each week I offer practical strategies in IT, admin, accounting, legals, marketing, all the Small Biz Matters that matter to small business. We are the voice of small business in Hornsby, representing you through interviews with our local government representatives. If you want to know more about the best networking events on the Upper North Shore, subscribe to our weekly newsletter. Small Biz Matters, the half-hour program where you work on your business rather than in it. Listen live each Tuesday from 9am on Triple H 100.1 FM or you can podcast shows from our website, smallbizmatters.com.au. And welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Small Biz Matters, the half-hour program where you work on your business rather than in it. My name is Alexi Boyd. Thank you for joining me for another week of interesting facts, figures. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about the impact of tech on small business, something we don't really consider enough um, until it's too late and we're drowning in Excel spreadsheets, for instance. Um, But just before we do, I just want to apologise there for cutting off Donald Trump. No, I don't want to apologise for cutting off Donald Trump. I wish I could do it more often in the news. No, but apologies for that technical glitch there. I am uh, still working out how to use this console, even though it's been two and a half years. But you can't teach an old dog, etc., etc. So I hope everyone's had a good week this week. There's been some really interesting uh, business developments here in Hornsby. Yesterday was, of course, the Hornsby Chamber of Commerce AGM. Uh, fantastic uh, third year for the new committee, which I'm a part of, very proud to be a part of. It's a, it's a great new committee and we're going from strength to strength. So we've actually raised our membership about sixfold since we began um, only a year and a half ago. There's some great diverse members. You can check out all of the members profiles on the chamber website, which means that if you're a member and it's only $99 per year, which is of course tax deductible, that includes GST, you can actually get a membership profile and gain access for um, membership rates to various events and a lot of exclusive events that happen for members only too. One of the important things that we did talk about yesterday um, at the AGM was an implementation that we raised as committee members to be uh, voted on by the membership, uh, by the whole membership, was the implementation of a constitution. Now, we've always had a constitution, but it's archaic. When we started, it was hard to find. Uh, There's no reference to any modern technology whatsoever. It basically looks like a document that's been rehashed since the 1950s when the chamber began. And it's an important thing to consider. I just wanted to put it out there because it was topical last night. We were talking about it, why it's important to have a relevant, up-to-date constitution. And any of you out there who do belong for a not-for-profit, perhaps a a business group that is not-for-profit, there's a couple of great ones out there on the Upper North Shore, for example, you might want to consider looking at the Fair Trading website. They do have a constitution for Chambers of Commerce, which you could potentially um, jiggle a little bit to be an incorporated not-for-profit business organisation. But it's very handy because once you put a link to that on your website, back to the Fair Trading website, it means that it's constantly updated and therefore your constitution and telling your members about it is constantly updated too. Plus it has really relevant information in there such as, you know, reference to technology and reference to updates, um, even when it comes to legal matters. So if you are part of an incorporated or a not-for-profit group, just consider looking at that Fair Trading website where the constitution for chambers lie. I'm sure they have them for other unincorporated not-for-profit organisations too. Just my little top tip from today, but it was uh, a very successful meeting. Um, It's good to see the committee coming back, um, taking the chamber from strength to strength. And one of the things I wanted to highlight to my listeners today, many of you who are in the Hornsby-Kuringai area, of course, are our potential members, but uh, we're not about uh, raising money um, necessarily to be a profit organisation, and we're certainly not about 
events or networking only because there's plenty of fantastic groups out there that do some really great uh, networking and in fact business educational opportunities for local small business. What we are about is advocacy and I just wanted to put it out there for any potential members because the greater our membership base, the more uh, we can be advocates for a larger group of people and it gives us more legitimacy to be going to organisations such as the council or to our local representatives in the state or federal level to say, look, this is this is us. We represent a large group of small businesses, a diverse group of small businesses in the area, ranging from people who have been uh, functioning and uh, and being businesses for decades, right through to people who are just startups. And we want um, we want better facilities. We want better opportunities. We want better support from council. One of the things as a, a chamber that we have been pushing for for the last couple of years that we're very proud of having succeeded is um, an economic development officer on council and that has been uh, put forward by I believe Janelle McIntosh but is supported by all the members um, our new council uh, at Hornsby Council. Karingai has one. Karingai has an absolutely fantastic economic development officer. They have lots of great opportunity for, for small business in their area and a voice for small business with council. That's what we're trying to be with a chamber. So the more members we have, the more diversity we have through our membership base, the better we can represent you. And of course, even if you're not a member, if you have an issue uh, in the Hornsby area, please come to us. We will raise that issue for you, regardless of whether you're a member or not. We believe in being an advocacy group and a, and a voice for the, for the businesses in Hornsby. One such, uh, just to keep it topical now, one such issue that was raised um, in a Facebook group, another business group um, recently, was the fact that the signage that has gone up on the Hornsby footpath right near the Hornsby station is um, is pretty much out of reach for small businesses. The costing is astronomical, nothing that we could potentially afford. And there are, I understand this to be, and I will, I will check up on this with council, but there are no opportunities where there is priority or a cheaper option given to local small business to advertise on that. That's a problem because as small businesses, we should have priority for advertising in our area and we should definitely have a discounted rate. If the council one is the one who uh, owns that, that, that signage and has an opportunity to make money from that signage, that's great. But all we're asking for is a little bit of a fair go and uh, it's some opportunity for local small businesses to advertise there. So that's an example of a great issue that we would like to take up for council on your behalf. If you've got an issue, it could be parking, it could be trees, it could be perhaps um, a dispute, whatever it is, please let us know and we will help you. And look, another thing that you get for your membership as well as being part of just a fabulous organisation is you actually get um, the opportunity to make, I believe it's two phone call calls of a legal nature where you actually get put through some legal support with a New South Wales business chamber. So being part of the Hornsby business chamber automatically makes you a member of the New South Wales business chamber. It means you get included on their events schedule as well um, and invited and also you uh, as a member can make two legal phone calls and you and I as businesses both know that that those legal phone calls can get quite expensive. So there's some great opportunities there, um, really good knowledge uh, in amongst the committee and the other members. We've had members who have been there for decades. We're quite proud of that. So consider joining. It's only $99 for a whole year and there are definitely very good benefits to that as well, plus a great group of people like all businesses are here in Hornsby. So check that out um, by Googling us on uh, Hornsby Chamber of Commerce and you can order and 
become a member online. So that was my little spiel for the chamber, which, I, as I said, I'm very, very proud to be a part of. Today, I want to talk a little bit about uh, what we've who's, who we've had on the show for the last few weeks, actually, because there's been some absolutely phenomenal guests. Um, back in uh, in August and September. Uh, particularly, um, uh, there was a, a chat that we had with someone um, which was marrying the creative with the financial side of your business. Uh, so we, we had someone called um, Mark come on the program and we were talking all about the fact that it was Mark Shirelli and he's a business expert. He used to be an accountant and now he specialises in uh, in coaching for the arts. And I thought it was kind of an interesting match that he moved from uh, a very much a left side of his brain to his right side of his brain from the numerical and the very uh, project management driven kind of part of his brain over to the creative and supporting creatives. But what's interesting about that is that the way that we yin and yang with those parts is that if you are a creative side, you tend to lack the ability to be organized I'm sorry I'm completely generalizing here but you do um, one way that you, you you're not as strong is um, being organized being efficient putting in processes and procedures understanding the financial side of things so having someone with that background moving across to the creative space was quite interesting we had a chat about some productivity apps um, that he recommended to his clients simply to be more efficient so things like schedule which was a great one where you can um, you know schedule out your day obviously like a calendar but also you can chunk out time to dedicate to certain um, projects or or particular tasks that way you're being quite specific and directed with your time that was a great um, idea Uh, I think Evernote is a fantastic app and program which is completely underutilized by small business because all too many times we think to ourselves oh that's a really good piece of research I I need to read that or hey I I need to um, I need to do a to-do list or I need to make some notes and that Evernote is a much more powerful program that people often give it credit for. It's not just about putting things aside to do later, but almost um, organising your time around that as well. Although he did say the reason why he suggested Scheduler was because uh, the the Evernote side of things, it doesn't have a great scheduler. So sometimes you do need to pick and pick your path when it comes to technology and work out which works best for you. And that might be a a big reason why a lot of us shy away from implementing technology because we think, oh, I literally do not have time to even allocate an hour to exploring this program versus this program, which one's best for me. Now, that's okay, but talk to other people about what they use. Get out there on your Facebook networks, on your social media networks, on your in your, in your business networking, there's a great one-on-one op- topic to talk about. Find someone who's in the same industry as yourself, a mentor perhaps, and say, look, which parts of pieces of technology do you use in your everyday? But don't think about just asking in relation to the industry specific. If you're a psychologist, don't just say, oh, you know, what do you use to run your clinic in terms of clinic management software? Um, think about things like the everyday uh, Evernote or the everyday Trello, things to help you get organised on a day-to-day basis. So talk to other business owners, not necessarily those in your field, but those out of your field as well, who uh, have similar interests and are are at the same place as you in terms of your business growth. And they are a really great um, uh, piece of advice. They're a really great source of material for these sort of um, suggestions about how to use things. Wunderlist. That's a great uh, little list-making application. Very simple. Allows you to uh, divide up your lists into several different uh, sections. And um, so that's that's another opportunity as well to have a think about 
Um, so Mark was full of some really great ideas in terms of helping those people who are more on the creative side to be a little bit more organised, which was very helpful, of course. Um, back on the 10th of October, we also had, oh, this was a fantastic interview. I really enjoyed this one. Um, and this was with um, getting to know the presentation skills. Gary Woolman is a wonderful presenter, orator and uh, he also trains people to be better at presenting and using body language and intonation and pitch to get your message across. We always talk about that 15-second spiel. Uh, we talk about um, our advertising, our marketing, our logo, our colours, what we dress, what we wear. But what I really enjoyed about that interview was that he brought everything together to be all about presentation skills in general and how you want to present yourself both physically and verbally and vocally to other people. And it was a really fantastic interview. Thank you so much for that, Gary. I highly suggest you listen to that podcast via the Small Biz Matters website as well because that was absolutely fantastic. Um, We talked about integrating the three Vs of communication, the verbal, the vocal and the visual. So integrating those two to deliver your key messages. We also talked about self-talk and the empowerment uh, to and how to empower presentations for all stages of your life. So self-talking I'm not a huge fan but the fantastic thing was Gary made it feel really comfortable and made it inspirational and made it made it accessible for people like me who are a bit like not into the whole sitting down and talking to yourself in a mirror thing it can work it can be done and it can of course be really helpful the grid system for walking your walking your talk so thinking about the different um the the nine points around you the the forwards the back how to intonate what you're talking about with the person who was viewing you in mind. So all of these were absolutely fantastic um, questions and just a really great interview as well. So I highly recommend that one. So there's been a couple of really great guests we've had on the show for the last few weeks, which I'd uh, I'd love, I'd encourage you to check out. Um, we're just going to take a quick break now. And then when we come back, I want to talk to you about um, just a few more technology things and why why it's so crucial and so important to have um, those things in mind when you're considering that. Uh, you're listening to Triple H 100.1 FM. So let's talk a little bit today about... Um, the secret to small business growth, I'm taking this information from Inside Business, insidesmallbusiness.com.au, a fantastic website with lots and lots and lots of resources. But what they talk a little bit about is the difference between the way small business and large business embraces technology. Now, philosophically, I'd say that's probably because as small businesses, we are literally doing everything, including running a household, running the household finances, running our children's lives, sometimes running our partner's lives as well. But mostly because we're so time poor, the idea of implementing a new technology into your business can be quite daunting, if nothing else, because of the time that it involves. And also some people don't like change. They've done things a certain way for a long time and they're quite happy if it means being inefficient to stay in that uh, in that particular realm. And it's what you need to consider is how much time is that inefficiency taking up versus how much time it will take for you to work out, learn the best strategy and implement it in your business. And in the long run, I think you would all agree that you'd be better off. How many times did you implement a small technological change in business and say to yourself, my God, why didn't I do that six months ago? Maybe you 
set up a new financial accounting system, perhaps you, uh, you know, instigated something like Evernote or a list-making application. Perhaps you started, you threw, threw yourself in the deep end and instigated something called Basecamp, which is a project management software, especially for small business. There are a hell of a lot of apps out there. And even the prospect of investigating or researching, simply saying to yourself, I need a... <laughs> I need an app that's going to help me manage my clients. I mean, that's massive. There's thousands of them. How do you deadwood out the bad stuff and get the good stuff? So a good starting point are places like, um, obviously, it sounds a bit simplistic, but the iTunes App Store. If you look at some of those and look at the reviews of what people have used, look at article and research papers such as Inside Small Business or the, you know, SMH Small Business. Look what the journalists have investigated. Start subscribing to some of those newsletters because you will find that uh, little by little, tidbits of information will come out and you go, oh, I might check that out. It really could just be a matter of looking at something for five minutes and its functionality and think if that's for you. Another great resource, of course, is your small business colleagues. It's actually a really great icebreaker when you're talking to people at one of these networking events or if you're expected to have a one-on-one session with someone else, talk to them about technology. Find out what they use in their business to be more efficient, um, to, to save time, to monitor their clients or monitor their staff better because there are lots of great options out there. But I think one of the reasons why we don't implement it as successfully as businesses is number one we don't have a tech expert on payroll who is looking into this specifically for our business and plenty of multinationals do secondly we're just starting out we don't have the history of looking at you know decades or even a few years worth of technology what's tried what's failed we're really just starting from scratch And again, it's the daunting prospect of taking time out from client work, from business development, from marketing, or even from procrastinating at the thought of investigating and researching a new app, which will make you more efficient. And that's one of the reasons why perhaps small business growth um, is stunted by their inability to uptake for apps, or not just apps, but technology in general. Every single step that you make, for example, in the business journey should be accompanied by some sort of tech. So whether that's uh, financial growth, you want to make sure that you've got a good, solid financial piece of software that you can analyse where your spend, your expenses, your income, your cost of sales are going and really have that analytical tool. And that's what a good piece of business financial software will give you. I'm sorry, but Excel spreadsheets, unless you're really amazing at using graphs in Excel and spreading out the data over several years and have accurate data over several years to draw on, Excel is not going to give you that um, really that impact on your growth and understanding where you've come from to see how you can move forward. It's not great. It's just not. We really need to look at um, moving on to a more powerful piece of software. But what's interesting, I will say, is that uh, as a bookkeeper and a BAS agent with Boyd Office Management Services, proud supporters of Triple H, can you please not use something that is based overseas? Um, There's certain invoicing apps that you can buy that are FreshBooks. Oh, FreshBooks. Please don't use FreshBooks. We have the most complicated tax system in the world. Please don't get something that's American-based and think that that's going to translate well to, say, even something as simple as GST. And when I say simple, I mean that's one of the more simplistic aspects of our tax system. 
don't think that that's going to translate across. You really need to make sure some, that there's a piece of software that understands, connects with and is integrated with the Australian financial craziness that we call the ATO. It's important. So when you're choosing, don't just go for something that's free because you think it's going to be better because in the long run, it's going to cost you and you could potentially be non-compliant as well, which isn't great. Um, Investing in in technology, as we mentioned at the beginning of the program, is also investing in your time, which means taking time aside. So you need to make sure that the time you're using is being used efficiently as well. You don't want to be taking time off doing client work to be wasting your time on a piece of of software. So ask yourself these questions when you're investing time in figuring out the right technology for you. Does it solve your problems? So think to yourself, why is it I would be implementing this piece of software? Am I trying to get control of my client relationship management? Am I trying to work out who's who in the zoo, why I need to talk to them, when was the last time I talked to them and what I think is going to happen in the future with them as a potential client? What am I trying to solve? What am I trying to solve with a piece of software for finance, for example? Do I just want to get rid of the bloody receipts and the tiny weeny bits of paper? Is that what I'm trying to solve? Is that the problem I'm trying to make go away? Or am I trying to use it for a piece of powerful financial information that my accountant, myself, my business partner can all look at to start projecting where I will be in five years time? Is that the problem I'm trying to solve with a financial piece of software? A list app. Okay, do I want just a bit of paper on my phone? That's called notes. You can do that pretty easily. Or do I want a list app that gives me little icons so I can very quickly recognize where I'm creating lists? And maybe I want to split those lists into personal and business. Maybe within the business, I want to split those into business development, um, client-facing, non-client-facing. There's lots of different problems that we face as businesses. What is it that you are trying to solve? What about your social media question? That is a piece of technology you should probably implement. Well, we've now got LinkedIn, we've got Facebook, we've got Instagram, we've got Snapchat, we've got a whole stack of other teeny-weeny little programs that are up and coming. That in itself can be daunting. Where do I position myself? Which social media platform matches my business best? If you're a cake maker, I would suggest choosing Instagram over LinkedIn because Instagram is all about the pics and and the images that you produce. If you're an accountant, you probably want to go with LinkedIn over Instagram because, you know, there's only so many times you can take funky pictures of a pile of receipts. (laughs) Sorry, that was a bit simplistic. Sorry, all you accountants out there. And then you need to consider what where these, these pieces of technology are all going to sit in your day. And this is an important factor that I think a lot of small businesses forget. If you're worried about the time that it's going to take for you to research, implement and make sure you're using a piece of software properly, you also need to consider how much time it's going to take up in your day. So think of the time that you want to allocate to, say, Facebook posts. Okay, realistically, couple of hours of week because you're going to need to research good material, put it out there, make it sound like you, make sure you've got a, a picture that's associated with it and also monitor the posts to find out which are the most successful. If you want to do that on a daily basis, it's a couple of hours of work a week. Now ask yourself, is it worth you doing it for two hours a week or do you outsource that? So at each step of the way, you need to ask yourself when implementing a piece of software, what, solve, what problem am I trying to solve initially? Who can I ask for help to find out what they use and if it works, I'm not wasting my time. Does it fit in my current processes? So look at the time that you have to spend with these things and your skill set. If you are absolutely useless with using a computer, 
maybe using something that's not easy to use and it requires lots of skills like, uh, you know, getting a JPEG out of here, getting a, a, a link to a website out of here, maybe that's a little bit too daunting for, for you. So consider what your skills are as well. And does it prepare for future change? Now, this is a really important question. Technology looks completely different today than it did five years ago. But those of you who have been in business for five years, have you evolved? Have you changed the platform you're communicating with your clients on? Or are you still stuck using the same thing you were five years ago? So be prepared for change. This is where talking to other people in the industry that you work in, a mentor, for example, or people who are five years ahead of you is so important. And everyone knows another small business out there who is really tech savvy. It doesn't need to be the tech guy. (laughs) It doesn't need to be the social media expert. It could be someone that you notice on Facebook or on another social media platform who uses it really well. Well, that person must be really tech savvy. So talk to them. I don't know anyone out there I've ever spoken to who hasn't said, oh, I'd really like to sit down with you for a coffee and have a chat. So have a think about what what's a really great person you can talk to that's going to help educate you in this regard. So those are my top tips on how to actually implement different parts of technology into your business. There's lots of things to consider, but it doesn't have to be overwhelming. Think of those four points. Think of those four questions to ask yourself. Write it down, put it on a big bit of butcher paper with some pretty colored textures if you're that creatively minded and have a think about how to attack this. Attack it as you would any other problem you're trying to solve in your business and then you'll come up with a solution. But putting it off means that you will fall further and further behind with the technology opportunities that are out there, which ultimately are going to save you time. That's been my top tip for this uh, week. You are listening to Small Biz Matters. We're going to take a short break and uh, we'll be back after this. And you are listening to Triple H 100.1 FM live in the studio here in Hornsby, Coringai. My name is Alexi Boyd presenting Small Biz Matters. Just before the break, I was telling you a little bit about how to implement technology in your business on a very philosophical level because it's not all that easy for some people to suddenly make a great big change in their business, in their time, in the structure and in the way that they work on a day-to-day basis. Think about the things that I said before the break. And if you missed any of it, you can, of course, check us out via our blog and podcast page on the smallbizmatters.com.au website. And if you've got something really fabulous you want to talk about and you want to share with the world and you've got some business knowledge or education that you'd like to give to our listeners, you can join me here in the studio every Tuesday morning. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show and you think you have something valuable to share, then get in touch. You can contact us via Facebook. You can get on the website and send us an email. And of course, make sure while you're there that you sign up to our newsletter, which is uh, available each week to keep you up to date with what's happening in Hornsby and Coringa. Thank you very much for joining me today. I uh, hope that you found the information knowledgeable. Looking forward to having our guests on the program for the next few weeks. You've been listening to Small Biz Matters and Alexi Boyd, the half-hour program where you work on your business rather than in it. This is Triple H 100.1 FM. 